have you uh have you experienced the new and improved taste of Pepsi Zero Sugar? No. I should it probably tastes, try that. It tastes way more like regular Pepsi now. Okay. I'll give that a shot. I mean, that uh, cream soda one is so good. I'd be willing to give it up. The thing is, I don't think I ever actually tried Pepsi Zero. I've only I did. Had it wasn't some... terrible, but it, it was there was still like something that was off. And maybe my taste buds have just changed now because I'm so used to not having <laughs> it. I find that too, yeah. But it's like, even still, like... Because I would I would frequently buy Pepsi Max and Pepsi Zero Sugar like just to have a Pepsi because I don't really like Coke Zero, mm. um, or especially like diet or like Coke Zero like Cherry Coke Zero or Cherry Vanilla Coke Zero. Yeah. I'm not really into those, which is cherry weird because I love I love Cherry Coke and I yep. love che- Vanilla Cherry Coke like and just Vanilla Coke. But yeah, the uh, the Pepsi Zero Sugar with new improved taste. It says it at the top of the can. New improved taste is pretty good. Also, I like the black can. I think it's pretty sharp. Yeah, I'll have it's to cool. check that out. No, for, for some reason, Coke Zero just hits right for me. It's what yeah, you know, I. It's what the doctor I, ordered. I crave it. Not in the Dr. Same Pepper way. Zero Sugar. Well, that too. The cherry Dr Pepper Zero Sugar is super good. The cream soda one is also good too. Cool. Also, just a note, a uh, a full 11-inch pizza from Crispelli's will cause a diabetic glucose spike. <laughs> In case you were curious. <laughs> a, fu- a full full one? A full, like the the full 11-inch, like the oh, small the pizza. Inch. Okay. Yeah. I, had... uh, I, didn't eat, I didn't eat lunch today, so when I had dinner, I over overdid it. Mm. That was bad. I had, uh, I've had like maybe half of a 15 which is probably bad, but anyway, I could do anyway. the math to maybe figure that out. What are we talking about again? The Last Coke of Zero? Us. Before I got in the room? Yeah. Coke Zero is good. I, like Coke. I have oh. nothing to say about that. But The Last of Us on HBO, I could talk about that. Yeah, so, like, I don't know. If I was doing this in an official capacity, which I don't have the time to really commit to, I would say we should try and, like, break the conversation down in that... I don't know. I guess it's up to you guys. Should we treat this as you've seen or you've played The Last of Us 1 or you've played The Last of Us 2? John has not, of course, but I know he probably doesn't care too much about spoilers because it usually does i i don't care about spoilers at all but i think we should just approach this from the standpoint of like somebody like just just approach it from people who have played the game because i feel like the people who have played the game podcast because because it's a game podcast but also because the people who have played the game are usually the most critical of the media outside of the game itself yeah uh and as far as I'm concerned, this is like that was one of the most awesome premieres I've seen, like in a while for a TV show. Well, and I'll so I guess I just want to be able to say up front then, like there there may be spoilers for the series for those who have not played the video game. Is all yes. we can say up front. Uh, but we will, we can we can probably shy away from. Last of Us Two spoilers because it it might not be too relevant as of yet. But no, I agree. I liked it a lot. Brian, did you like the 
the premiere. Yeah, uh, it actually. I mean, I I was kind of on the fence about whether this was a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> and um, whether it was going to be executed properly, and I, I feel like I can rest easy and say that they've done a really good job um, turning it into a TV show. And it's uh, it's pretty enjoyable. Like, it was a long episode. I guess I read earlier that they originally planned a 10-episode series, but then HBO wanted them to change the first episode and c- combine, like, episode one and two because they didn't think the first episode was strong enough to hook people damn so they were probably just gonna do a full episode of non-apocalypse yeah i kind of wish they would have done that they should have stuck to that gun in my opinion but that's okay I, i think this was fine because it did uh like i knew i realized it was long because i'm like wait a minute it's 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 late I looked at the time, but it didn't feel long. It went by pretty quick, so I wasn't too mad about it being like a double-length premiere. But, uh, yeah. So, are you saying you read it, it's going to be nine episodes? I haven't. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's fair. I guess I can uh, I can get down with that. Um, That's the thing, is like this first episode felt like the pace at which you played the game. Yeah. You know? In a sense, yeah. Because, like, from start to finish, it's basically that f- first portion of the game. First chunk, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, m- my memory isn't as fresh as, like, you've probably played it more recently than I have, but uh, it, f- from what I could tell, it felt like it was pretty spot on to how the game began. Yeah. Well, the, big, the biggest difference is that you actually spend time with Joel's daughter, yeah, and, that, that is the only difference. And I, I greatly appreciated that. I, I will say, just to go back for a second, like I think I talked about it a little bit, I kind of just assumed that this wasn't going to be for me. Like, I thought this was just HBO mining a great story from a video game for their audience, which is good. That's what they should do, you know? It's the same thing of, like, I'm going to make an adaptation of this book because it's great, and then it goes on to see success because more people watch movies than read books or whatever you would do in that case. But like, I have a feeling now after watching this first episode that the context that they fill in and where they choose to do things a little bit differently is going to make it a compelling watch, despite the fact mm-hmm. that I know where things are going to go. And even John, you, you meant, you mentioned last night as you were watching, like, I know what's going to happen here, but I'm still on the edge of my seat. I was, I would literally was riveted the entire time. Like that was, yeah. And it's been a while, like since I felt like that about a TV show in general, like, Mm. you know, you like watching certain shows, you have them on in the background or whatever, but I was like actively paying attention to this. Uh, I don't do that often with TV (laughs) anymore because I have so many other things happening. Um, but I, I was sucked into this big time. And like you said, some of the other context that they fill in, uh, the portion where they're talking to Ellie, like they're asking her questions, like testing her, testing her fidelity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that all of that, uh, for those who are in the game, 
or have played the game and understand what's going on, that is a big like ho ho like ha ha ha. You know, that's a nice yeah. little nod to like your having insider knowledge. Whereas like you you have to be an active viewer who hasn't seen the game to understand what they're getting at by presenting you with those scenes particularly mm-hmm. uh you know without me having spoiling anything in this particular even though we said we might spoil things i don't want to spoil it's, things if i don't have to it's fun because one of the things they would always talk about on uh joanna robinson's uh game of thrones uh, podcast episodes was being a smug book reader like she was like i'm gonna get all smug book reader on you here because she had knowledge of where things would head because she's read the book and it's fun to be the smug video game player in this case because i was watching this episode with my wife and she did not watch or play any of the last of us and there would be times where she would be like why is why is this girl so special like what's the point why are they trying to get her and they're like well you know i don't know we'll have to we'll have to kind of see where it's going like i know I know exactly why. I know why she's special, but we'll get there, I guess. And, you know, you kind of get there by the end of the first episode, but um, you start to get there anyway. But Yeah. This was, uh, I was in a similar um, situation because I watched it with Erica, and she, I mean, other than the uh, House of, uh, House of Ashes. Ashes, yeah, and... <laughs> man of a Dan, I have not played a video game with her or seen her play any sort of video game. Um, but, uh, yeah, she was interested to watch this because she had watched me play bits and pieces of the last of us two. And it was just very like cinematic and definitely like a kind of story that would compel her. Yeah. And, uh, she likes the whole, like post-apocalypse kind of setting and stuff. She really enjoys that type of thing. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, she really enjoyed this first episode. But, yeah, the it's just weird. I mean, I thought it was pretty easy to follow and everything, even if you haven't watched the video game. I feel like they did a good job making things make sense, you know? Yeah. Especially with that intro that they added... Um the like 1960s uh tv interview yeah yeah with the the scientists talking about pandemics basically uh i guess well erica told me she read and she read a couple reviews today and the uh that whole scene was kind of added after the pandemic became the reality when they were filming and they wanted to put it in context better. Um, yeah. I think honestly, like that's one of the things that's almost more interesting to me of like, like the last of us video game came out in 2013 and like what, not Neil, much has happened since then. <laughs> Neil, Neil Druckmann, who's the director of the game, is like an executive producer. I think he has like a created by credit with Craig Mazin. Uh, I thought he has a writing credit on this too, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Like I, he, and that's he the thing. Actually, I looked, he, I believe, directs the second episode too. Oh, really? That's yeah. cool. Um, I'm very Which interested to yet. see what he what he chooses to kind of do differently because of COVID and how that has, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I think there's, 
there's a lot of weird context that has come to this story through the pandemic. And I'm kind of curious to see what, what happens in, in that regard. And are there choices they choose to do things a little bit differently? I did hear that um, they talked on the Waypoint podcast about the fact that uh, there's more of a, it's less of a fungal spore infection and more of a direct contact sort of thing you know, as is kind of demonstrated in the scene with, with, uh, the, the old lady that is like eating the people or whatever. Yeah. That Um, part was cool. (laughs) Yeah. So it's not like you're necessarily just going to get infected because you walk into a place with spores because they didn't want to be putting gas masks on Pedro Pascal's beautiful face. Uh, (laughs) he's had enough. Yeah. He does enough on the Mandalorian. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I think I think that's kind of interesting. And um, one other point on the grandma, this the scene where Joel's daughter Sarah is like looking at the movies, and the grandma is blurred in the background and like doing yeah. weird stuff with her mouth. That is the creepiest shit. That is creepier than literally anything in both video games combined. Like, it, yep, it was. It was creepy as fuck, and the dog just like staring at her in the scene after that, like that. Th- those tiny moments alone are enough for me to be like, okay, like I think they're gonna be able to get a little bit more out of the horror of this game than the video yeah. game even does. See, that's, so that's the thing is like I didn't like the game was kind of scary. It had some jump scares and things, but like it wasn't. It didn't didn't haunt me in any mm-hmm. way, and this haunted me. In yeah. certain ways, even like just like I, I had a, I had a dream like because of the the them flipping the truck like I had a dream that I was in a car accident last night afterwards and like mm. it freaked me out this morning honestly but uh it, it this like the the movement of do we want to call them zombies are they zombies I guess we'll call them zombies lichen yeah. or whatever right whatever they're gonna be. I don't know what the lichens. That's werewolves, right? Yeah, lycanthropy lichens. The, the what? What are they called? Lich- but it could be a lichen, which is it would be like like it could be lichen with like lichen the actual organism lichen. But anyway, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so the movement of the zombies, like that scene, the scene where Joel's running with Sarah through the building, and that zombies chasing after them, and the momentum his body has as he's plowing through things. Yeah. I was just like, man, this guy is fucking selling this part so good. Like I was I was so into it. I was like, this is this is the most epic zombie chase I've seen in a while. Like th- because it you know that was practical. That guy was running into that shit, crashing through it, like destroying things. It wasn't like a bunch of CG zombies like running up a wall together and piling on each other like World War Z. <laughs> yeah. This was like a dude plowing through things in a kitchen in a restaurant and chasing Which, like, after this guy. I hope they it made was, some of was, that shit out of like styrofoam or something, because like you know that would hurt to I, run into. I did find out too that the budget for this is pretty insane. It, yeah, like they spent a good amount of money on it. I'm sure, so. but but that's like I'm assuming that whole scene was mostly practical. You well, know, I mean, yeah, depending on what you're doing, that could be more expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, but that's also I'm sure that dude was a pretty epic stunt man who like knows his shit and knows what how to like fall through things and like how to take those falls in a manner in which he's not going to hurt himself or minimize the amount of pain he deals with and yada yada. Like mm-hmm. 
You're right. Uh, I didn't really think about that because it's not so much like I feel like with a lot of zombies, even like fast zombies, it's mostly like a, um, uh, you know, they might be like smartish in the way that they navigate around things. But like the fact yeah. that this is basically just like a, this is these are obstacles that are nothing to me because I'm not even going to guard myself from hitting these things and that kind of stuff. It's that's very interesting. It, it added a little bit more to the like fast zombie kind of trope. Yeah, it was, it's just, it was cool to see that interpretation, especially from the standpoint of, of them just like you, the momentum of your own body, like your own strength, or in this case, like the strength of the zombie thing, like carrying it through, like not being able to turn and react and stop like a human would, you know, it, it, created a more animalistic thing it's it's like it's like watching dogs run on a kitchen floor and like try to turn a corner and they like drift out their back end <laughs> yeah. and shit but yep. it's a human you know what i mean yeah so i just i thought it was a really really well done take on this particular style of fast zombie type i really dug it a lot um yeah there's it it's just that was just epic man yeah uh, cool that Marlene, the 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 actress who plays Marlene, is mm-hmm. the actress who voiced Marlene in the video game. Um, yeah, that's super cool. And she also voiced Alex in the Half Life uh, series as well. But, She's the uh, only person of the entire game cast who made it into the show. Not true, from what I'm reading. In oh, the, that's in what the it premiere, says on the wiki, the Wikipedia. <laughs> in the premiere, at least, it, it's uh, I I they they revealed a while back that both Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson, who played Joel and Ellie respectively, are in the show at some point. But I don't. Oh yeah, I uh, see it here in the okay. in the guest cast list here. I'm looking yes. at. Yes, but she. I, yeah, I think. Yeah, Marlene is. You know. Like Marlene is playing her actual character is the thing is that right is right that's yeah. Troy, that's never happened what I meant. before yeah that's true <laughs> no the Rock <laughs> played the Rock from Doom in Doom uh, anyway that's a, that's a fun <laughs> sentence that I just, <laughs> uh, um, I'm trying to think of anything else like it's interesting like I don't even feel the need like. Uh, I don't even feel the need to like speculate on things because I feel like we know where it's going, but I guess we'll see later in the season I, if that proves to be true or not. Well, like, it'll just be interesting to see what changes they make, you know? Like yeah. I'm I'm always interested to see that. Like, you know, f- for instance, being the, being the book snob that I am and when I read Youth and Revolt 12 times in high school and then saw the movie, I was very disappointed in the movie because it's a, yeah. incredibly difficult to take a 596-page book and make it into a 90-minute movie, you know? Mhm. So it's kind of hard to take a game that I think I think my playtime was like I don't I don't know like twenty hours maybe and condense it into nine episodes like that's that's got to be tough. Well, yes and no because so much of that time is literally playing the game and like yeah, where I mean, do they choose to condense you know what would be two hours of gameplay into like true. a ten minute scene you know yeah. or something like that. They don't have to watch you, uh, I mean, like in the TV show, they're not going to show them crafting shivs and shit like that for half the, 
half the run of the series, you know, yeah, walking no, around which is to what every single thing. Like. There's, there's not going to be a there's not going to be yeah. a menu screen that pops up and making a bunch of Molotov cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thirty minutes of episode two is them just searching through drawers. Exactly. I, I mean, I hope there's there's like some nod to like I don't know like Sam Raimi and it's a super cut of like them crafting things. Like I'd be okay with something like that, you know, or it's just there's like a fucking like, montage of yeah, like a montage super traps. <laughs> Fuck yes, absolutely. Yeah, like Give I, me that. I'm into that. Give me that. Like that's cool. No, is but, there anything? Is there anything you guys are particularly excited to see that you can uh, think of from the game? Just not from the game per se, but I just like I want to see Nick Offerman do his thing in a serious yes. role. Like yeah. I'm excited to see him play mm-hmm. a serious character. I've heard he's I've heard he's good, so I'm excited to to hear. And that character in particular is very interesting too. So. Yeah, I'm curious just to revisit it. Like, I remember the end, and I'll always remember the end. It's just, it was great. And, yeah. Um, But I don't really remember much of the journey. So yeah. I'm curious to just see it and not have to replay it. Because I'm- I do remember enjoying the story in some ways more than the gameplay. And definitely that was the case in the second game because that even though i feel like they improved the gameplay um it was just so long yeah because of all the gameplay and but again like yeah i complained a lot about part two but uh i think about the story from that game like every other day still and um i'm like I think about that ending of the part one and I'm curious to see, like, if they change it or if they stick with it. Uh, I hope they keep it because I want Erica to experience that because feel I haven't it. told her how part one ends. <laughs> and I want <laughs> I want her to, to experience that. I want everybody who watches the show that hasn't played the game to experience that. But at the same time, for me, I'm kind of like, well, do I want to see them change it or do I just... I want to do I want to see them executed just like that. Well. Yeah. I'm I, it's funny because when I when I watched this I started teetering on the point of like do I want to buy that remake and play Oh, it? I thought about that cuz I like there's part of me that just wants to feel how they updated it and also just like kind of compare with the show to refresh myself cuz I honestly haven't completed that game since 2013 when it came out for ps3 um, gotcha so oh well you you should definitely play again though because playing yeah. the ps4 version at like 60 frames per second it's was beautiful. a dream compared yeah. to however it used to be and it still looked really good yeah no i'm sure that like i'm sure that the the remake that they just put out is also good and i think it's now out on pc as well or it will be soon. Okay. It's soon it comes out I, like next month or two months or something like that okay I, I will say like if it goes on sale for a very reasonable amount on pc i would revisit it i don't think i would pick it up on playstation because i'd be really curious to see how it plays with the mouse and keyboard to be honest mm-hmm. That'd be interesting, but yeah, so I, I think, but I do think you're right, Brian, the idea of like, oh, it's it's almost nice that like, I don't have to replay the game because the story's going to happen just in front of my face right now is (laughs) really compelling in this case. 
And we're like, I'm not going to have the time to play the video game, but if I can rope my wife into maybe watching this because it's compelling, maybe I can just watch the show and that, that'll be enough. Um, so we'll S- see. Super but, excited to not have to replay that encounter in the burning building over and over and over and over again. That's <laughs> a minor spoiler, but. Oh, the one I, where you're being like, where you're crawling on the floor. Yeah. Mm. Fuck that. That one, that I wasn't too, I, I think I made, it maybe took me two or three tries on that one. It wasn't too bad. I think I just couldn't figure out where I was supposed to be going and it yeah. was frustrating and. I will yeah, say overall. I did, I did pick up the last of us part two, uh, when it was on sale. For so I have bucks. that. Yeah. I did yeah. tell you I could just loan it to you. But yeah. But for, for 10 bucks, man, I, and yeah, I don't have to fine. like put a, put disc, a disc in, in. or take a disc <laughs> out. Like. <laughs> I feel like if you after to promote my fucking laziness is uh, <laughs> worth every penny, man. I, I definitely feel like after the show, you're going to want to actually play part two to see how things go beyond. Yeah, for sure. Once, once I get the refresher of how part one ends and everything, which I just read a synopsis online cause I couldn't remember. So <laughs> I have to say there's so much of part two that I'm very like, I think when I ultimately came down on that game, I've, felt like i was negative on it and i feel like they did so many things that were not safe with that game in terms of the story choices that they made (laughs) yeah absolutely that i have to give them credit for that and i'm almost curious to see if they start to backpedal a little bit with the show and i think uh, I hope they don't, because I would. I, I kind of almost want to see how season two of this show would work out if it's if it's the second. second I was going to say, do you think? Do you think season two? You think season one is going to be all of season of the first game, and do you think I season think so. two is going to be the second game? I'd be really disappointed if season one was stretched out to more, or if if the game was stretched out beyond season one. I think that would be unnecessary. Yeah, I don't think there would be a way like. Like, it is, I looked at how long to beat. The video game is like 15, 14 hours if you just story it. Mm-hmm. And so I think nine hours is possible, especially cutting out a lot of the video game, you know? So yeah, I, I really hope they don't stretch it out. I think season two would need to be the video game that is The Last of Us Part Two, and, you know... Rumors are they're they're working on a third, of course, and and so maybe there would be a third season that would come Honestly, out. Honestly, part two, but, I, I feel like even if you did just play the story, they could stretch that into two seasons. That's true. Yeah, it is longer. It's like a twenty-two hour uh, video game. So I think maybe I you could get I was two more seasons out of done it. with the game, and it went on for like fucking five more hours or something. And you know what? With the way that season that 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 the game that part two is structured it would almost be interesting if they did one season if they did if they did if seasons two and three were kind of like the two halves of that game i don't want to say much more than that for people who haven't played it yet but i think oh yeah it might be interesting interesting way to do that and and i'd i'd be kind of it would be a big gamble. Like I would, I, I don't know that it would work for people that actually come to like the show. So 
You're right. I forgot. There were actually two points in the game where I thought the game was over and it just kept going. <laughs> there was that point you're talking about and then there was the other point. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, I really liked this more than I thought I would. I thought I was just going to say, you know, this is cool, but the video game is the ultimate way to experience the story. But I do think that's, I think that's the sign of a successful adaptation so far is that it feels yeah. like with how successful the horror and the, the tension was of this filmmaking is something that doesn't necessarily come from the game. And I, I really have to appreciate that they're playing to the strengths of the medium that they're bringing the story into. That's what being an adaptation is all yeah. about. Right. So I'm, I'm excited I'm to keep watching. I'm fine with watching it. It's nice to not, feel guilty about wasting so much booze making Molotov cocktails. <laughs> Finding all the scissors you can. Yeah, all those school supplies, man. Yeah. I don't think safety scissors would make the best shrapnel devices. But. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it'd still probably be pretty de- deadly. It's, yeah, that's true. It would still... It, would it might just least. hurt more getting stabbed by a Blood. dull, <laughs> dull scissor. Ugh. Anyway. Anyway. Any, anything else? I just I mean, uh, if yeah. you haven't watched it, go and watch it. And uh, if you haven't played the game, check out the game. Yeah, I, I I'd be curious to hear from our audience what they felt about it from those who have played it and haven't and you know did it make you want to play the game did it not that kind of thing we'll see we'll see how people accept it it sounds like the critical response has been quite good and uh you know i uh you know i and i guess i i I have to say like i love pedro pascal i think he's making a great joel I think people weren't sold on Bella Ramsey, but she was really good in what she did in Game of Thrones, and I, mm-hmm. I feel like she's shaping up to be a good Ellie as it's, well. So It's just the when you have Pedro Pascal as Joel, and he kind of looks like Joel in the game, and then you have Bella Ramsey, who doesn't really look anything like Ellie in the game, there's kind of that disconnect that people are disappointed with, you know what I mean? Yeah, like I get it. But I don't think it's very important. Like you get I, used I don't to think, it. I don't think so either. But the the mass majority of people are superficial in that respect. So there's going to be some backlash. Well, they're probably weird pervs or something too. Yeah, the, the people, the people that are the mad. clean faces mod in, in Skyrim as the first yeah. mod that they turn on. But I think I think also there's things about the game that don't really. Uh, I think by the end of The Last of Us Part 1, you forget that Allie's a kid, <laughs> you know? And so yeah. it's kind of like, especially The Last of Us Part 2 as well. Oh, so God. <laughs> did, you guys, to... did you guys watch the after credits thing too? No. Yeah, I did. It was interesting. It's, it's just a quick, like, you know, it's it's similar to what they they were doing with uh, uh, like the Westworld Like this season on stuff. or whatever? Yeah. Not even like the this season on. It, oh. It's it's more like a behind the, behind scenes, the scenes kind of thing where they're I they're talking to the characters and stuff. So it was it was cool. I'll do that. I'll yeah, it, was, it was a nice. There was a nice. Like I liked the explainer they gave about like Ellie watching Joel beat up that guard. Yeah. And like just her finding that connection with him, you know, mm. with Joel in that moment. Like that was a very cool like explainer that I didn't really pick up on in in the episode. So. 
Yeah, and I guess I don't... That's another thing. I don't remember that moment in the game if they did it, but the beauty of paralleling that moment specifically with Joel losing his daughter was yeah. pretty masterful. And I do... I, like, maybe that happens in the game and I just don't remember it, but um, I thought they did a really good job with that. So I'm I'm curious to see what else they set up and how that all works out. But yeah, no. Uh... Yeah. Yeah, that's all. Everybody check it out. The Last of Us. HBO. Do it. Do it. We'll see you next time. Peace.